What up? Good morning, dude. It's always weird saying good morning to you since I live with you. Yeah. And I've already seen you, so yeah, I feel fake talking to you on here in that sense. Yeah, you got staged a little bit. As the, uh, yeah, I guess cause most people don't know. If you're not listening live, Spotify, you can uh, watch it too in Spotify. Yeah, videos up there. Broken experience. We forgot to put our flag up. It's a cup of the sun on my face, so. Yeah. Crazy shit happened here at our house last night, dude. <laughs> Lots of shit. How'd you sleep? We got one viewer already. Slept shit. Yeah. Bed shit. I took the eight sleep out. Still shit. Um, the eight sleep's the greatest thing ever because I was sweating last night. I would have yeah. rather felt the wires and not slept shitty. Um, go to fucking. <laughs> he's a hunter, dude. <laughs> he's a fucking hunter, dude. Yeah. Yeah, give us some background, dude. What happened? I was outside grilling and. Uh, Code, if you don't know him, he's not this one. This is Fran. Code is the hunting wolf dog, and uh, there was a possum just chilling on the fence, eating some oranges. And uh, the fence is like six feet high. Maybe somebody's thing is backwards. <laughs> the audio sound bad? Testing? Testing? Yeah. It's all, everything's the same, true. What sounds bad about it, true? We need some background. This is what's you know good about doing a live podcast. <laughs> Get live feedback. Um, so I'm outside grilling. I'm outside grilling. There we go. Does that sound better? <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, there's a possum. Okay? Dakota's staring at this possum for hours and hours and hours and hours. She says, I sound far away, chat. You're not hooked up. I'm hooked up. The gain on. How's that found? Is that better, Trill? Should be better. Trill's yeah. our new tech person, by yeah. the way. She's been promoted to a uh, tech person. She took over. She's the new tech guy now. <laughs> but she's not giving live feedback, so she's doing great. Um, better, okay. So I'm in the backyard grilling, right? And there's a possum sitting on the fence eating a uh, orange from the orange tree in the neighbor's yard of Dakota out there every day protecting our family, making sure everybody's safe. Sure <laughs> Fran has a place to go to the bathroom and he sees the possum. So he sits there, I think 20 minutes, just yeah. dead stare, does not stop moving. He's just dead stare, one ear's down, the other ear's up, I guess we're hearing the other one's down. They're like aerodynamics, fucking attack. He's serious at a kill face off. Yeah. So we're calling so him. Left him alone. Yeah, nobody <laughs> said a thing. Well, we try to get him to come inside, but we yeah. think the possum's safe because he's at least I want to say that fence from where Coda was sitting is eight feet off the ground, maybe bigger. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he's just staring. We're trying to bang his food bowl because normally he like he's like a food ninja. Second, he hears food. He's in the kitchen. He's begging from whoever. He didn't yeah. budge. So we knew this was serious. But we figured the possum was smart enough to make its way. I don't know if it got paralyzed by the light from us grilling. Also, my wife brought out dog food and fed a dog possum. Dakota at that point was pissed. Yeah, he thought true. to himself, my food, my house, and you're just taking a shit on me. And uh, the possum decided he was done. Starts to walk away, but stops. And I'm like, the fuck's going to happen here? So I'm grilling. Next thing you know, I hear this giant bang. Dakota jumps up, grabs his tail, the little tail, because his tail was hanging over on the side. And, uh, well, you know, he went nuts. He tried to kill. He failed. But <laughs> he's shaking it. I'm like, holy fuck. So I tell you guys, Trill comes out, yeah. beats the shit out. Cody <laughs> didn't want to drop it at first. So then you go out. <laughs> you beat him. No, And, again, nobody's beating him that severely. But he drops the possum. The possum plays dead because that's the possum's deal. And he just lays there. And then he's laying on the edge. And then he slowly falls off. And I'm like, he's fucking dead. And if he's not dead, we're going to have to fucking kill him. Were the thoughts in my mind? Yeah. But we didn't have to do that. I mean, but no. my boy, you turn the lights off, we look out, he gets up, he starts to look around, <laughs> and he tiptoes across the backyard. Probably thinks to himself, I ain't coming back to this fucking orange tree. But he hides behind the grill, the other grill, because there's two grills. He's hiding behind the one for, I don't know, a couple hours probably. Yeah. Coda apparently scanned the perimeter this morning and he was gone. Yeah. We left the fence open in case he couldn't climb or was too afraid. I saw him climb up the wall over there there's a wall but mm -hmm. oh yeah that's right you said he woke up we were in the middle of the night he was up 
flashed the lights on. He was like creeping around. He looked like he was healthily moving. He didn't look injured. Yeah, just, he played dead. So it's me and Trevor saying, like, is it one of those moments where you play dead? And like, or not dead, like when you're drunk drivers and they usually come out, like not usually, sadly enough, but yeah. a chunk of the time they come out with less injuries than somebody who's sober, right? Because they're super relaxed in those moments. So he played dead. He just, Coda just tried it. He's not a killer. <laughs> he tried his best. He tried. It was his best kill that he's ever had. The True. most he's ever had was a, a lizard. Um, but poor possum. Joe wanted him to be a pet. She named him. I forget what she named him. Something with an L. It's a touchy subject in the house, so we just got to be careful. <laughs> but, you know, I just had to sip. Matt's going to discuss something he's most upset today. Interesting fact about that. I almost uh, busted into your room at like two last night. Why? I wanted Kendall, like, what's that thing that uh, doctors have that has a little light on it with the uh, like magnifying glass? A flashlight? Yeah, but they like hold it yeah, in your ears. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to see one of those, but why? And your throat. I just wanted to see if she had one on her because, like, my throat, every time I swallowed, was, like, extremely painful. And I was like, I need someone to look at I this. I don't even think sure she has one. I think they're, like, they are in each room. They're just for the doctor. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't even think she's watching this, but I'd be curious. Yeah. It's almost busted in the room. It was, like, just, to we need to get the thing. Whatever you should have. Did you sleep on the couch? Mm-hmm. Right. I was up at 2 a.m. That's when I had my dream about the nuclear bomb. Yeah, so what was that like? Where were you? Cali? PA? It was like a, a, a combination. No, it was PA. I was walking up Melvin Road and a fucking bomb went off and we were all like, that motherfucker, he did it. <laughs> and like nobody, the right, the news was out. Nobody was reporting anything because at that point they were like, I, we're fucking dead. Yeah. So, well, like whatever the radar was showing in my dream was like, it didn't make it, it only blew up a certain part. You could see the, the resonance in the sky. Um, or on this radar, I don't remember, but we weren't dead yet. It was like, okay, is this just the apocalypse? How bad was this? What bomb did he do? Was it just parts of this? But anyway, a nuclear bomb, it was Russia, Putin, like all these things were in my dream. And we were like, holy fuck. So we're trying to find radars. The only thing that was on the TV was like just on the bottom of the screen saying what happened. Nothing else. There was no broadcasters. TVs were all down. Service was down. It was just like, we had a radar. We saw where it was and we saw on the bottom of the screen, like breaking news. We were all like confused. Nobody knew what to do. And all I can remember is like Vince's house was under construction for some reason, like re-renovating the whole thing, gutted it out. It was like a house fire or something again. <laughs> and then uh, I was at Pops with everybody else. We were in his back bedroom. It was me, you, Adam, Vince, Puppy was there. Um, and like weird people too. Like I wouldn't even know why. Um, and we were just trying to game plan. And then like fast forward, me and you were fucking like biking down this like snowy path. You thought you hated biking. I don't, they weren't bikes. <laughs> like I was wearing shorts and I had boots on and socks and we were in the fucking snow. Oh, and we nice. were going down on these like electric Typical bikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Call of Duty shit. So we were fucking going down these hills. And this is a true story. Like I'm not making this shit up. And there was this guy on a bike with a, with a paintball gun. You had a real gun and I had a gun and we were going down this hill and he was following us and uh, he like shot my bike eventually and he's playing this like creepy like suicide squad style music. Like he just reminded me of like a Harley Quinn character and he's going down this hill and eventually we lose him and then we're in this snowy mountain all of a sudden we're on like Russell Road in Pennsylvania and like uh, St. John's Circle we're turning down that street all of a sudden we're going towards Pops out we're on this bike uh and then for some reason your bike dies and mine was course, dude. Yeah, I forget yeah. what happened. And then after that point I kind of fade off and I don't remember what happened. I woke up, I was like fucking bomb. <laughs> and then I could hear the rain outside, the rain again here. But that was my dream. Damn, dude. It was interesting. What do you think it means? The fuck? Yeah, are we getting bombs? I don't know. I hope not. It scares the shit out of me. Well, it sounds like you got a good plan in place. Oh well, yeah. You know, we'll get some shorts on, wear some boots and oh, that bikes. was that <laughs> they were unrelated, I think. Oh, it was two different things. Oh, but yeah, so now I also remember another part. We were fucking running through this office building, and it was where Vince had a job offer. And I was showing you all these things. I was like, this could have been his office. And you were like, this fucking guy gives up all these job opportunities. And then we're like, we were running from this guy that was on the Harley Quinn style bike or whatever. We go down the steps with our bikes in our hands, because Joe was talking about carbon bikes <laughs> yesterday. So I guess, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that kind of was on my mind. Um, 
and then we make our way through the building and we see all these things we're talking to some people but they were all just like working like nothing happened me and you know, i was confused i was like you fuckers not realize what just happened like a bomb like they just dropped the bomb and you guys just keep doing the shit it doesn't matter anymore yeah yeah Pretty intense. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I like, woke up 400 times just like panicking. Why do you think you don't like to ride bikes? It's like I said, it's like if you've done crossing, you've been to a gym, you enjoy riding the, the C2 bike. I enjoyed it. It was fine. So that part, I was like, the bike. okay. So then, because that one's not brutal. Then I'm like, do you enjoy going on the Echo bike or the Assault bike? Do you enjoy it? No. No. Even to warm up for two minutes, do you enjoy it? No. And it's like, okay, well, I don't want to ride a bike because I don't enjoy it. Then, <laughs> to everybody else's point, no, I have never done it with other people. I'm just saying those gym bikes are different. Like, you're not outside. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think, uh, like, to her point, probably in a group, like, when you said, like, all of you would do it, that would be more fun because, like, I'd be able to bounce around, talk to different people, move around. Like, when we were in Vietnam, we uh, went to in the middle of nowhere. And we got on these ranky ass bikes, half of the tires were flat and you're riding with fucking just metal frames and whatever. You're riding through these like farmlands with cows and rice fields and mountains and water, nothing else around. You did that? Yeah. Um, and like, that was cool because we were with people. Who were you with? Just a bunch of randoms. <laughs> How'd you find this? I did, I did like a, a tour, but it was like some sketch ass tour. They picked us up in a van. And then they just dropped you. I was like, oh, here. Yeah, picked us up in a van, and we, uh, the van was nice, had an air conditioning, thank God. And we drove like three hours <laughs> inland um, away from, or I guess it was so just you in this van. Me, some people, some dude from New York that I met. Yeah, exactly. He was like a Lulu fan. I remember him bragging about that. Um, and then this girl, I'm friends with her actually on Facebook. And he, uh, yeah, she was your age. Nah, she was no older than your age. No one was my age. Was everyone like, who the fuck is this kid? Ah, the one kid that was like from New York. He was probably closer at the time. I was probably 22. He was probably 28. She okay. was in her 30s. Um, and there were some other people, but I think they were like not U.S. Yeah. Um, so there were only three, and like we basically so we went on these on these boats and we just boated out into the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I don't even remember where we went, where we finished that video. Who was the, t- the guy? Were they English speaking? Yeah, yeah, he was English. It was enough. He was friendly. Yeah. Like, you remember how they are. They were super cool. Yeah. But uh, we were on these bikes after the boats where we got off and we did these bikes and we biked all around. And it was like you two options. You can stay there the night. You just, they would get, we would have to get a hotel room and they pick us up in yeah. the morning. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, there would be nothing to do. It was like the middle of nowhere nothing to do. It was like you were solely staying there. If you had friends, like I was by myself and I would have had to stay by myself, which I could have done, but I was like, I'd rather just go back home and walk around and not back home to Hanoi yeah. and walk around. Where spot was. Yeah. Where I had like all my shit. Was that Airbnb or a hotel? What? Where you were saying? Uh, Airbnb. It was like the sixth floor of somebody's house, <laughs> bedroom, chickens on the roof. Uh, there was a shower outside and you overlooked people's house. The shower was a metal door that closed. No bugs. Surprisingly, yeah. uh, air conditioned room, which was very nice because it was balls hot. Do you feel like the rules of Airbnb are good or bad? Like, because you know, like here in the US, you have to have all these rules to like run an Airbnb. I feel like with the rules, it takes away from the experience. Yeah, I think that's just the US too. Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, in Vietnam or Thailand when we did it, yeah. there was like no rules. It was <laughs> like, hey, here's the place. <laughs> Do what you want. And there were some cool places though. Mm hmm. Really cool places. The one dude in Vietnam that we stayed at. Yeah, this was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool ass. That was a whole like, like I think complex. I think that's what we should do. Like next next business venture, like would it cost us a lot of money? I bet you it cost us thirty G's to like have a place run over there and just make money off of yeah. it. And it's becoming like up and coming. A lot of money. A lot of Korean money comes over. Like one of the things that I remember is I was sitting at this coffee shop and this guy rolled up and two people or one guy in a Bentley, but it was like he was getting dropped off. So two Bentleys roll up, park right out front. He hops out of the car, he's Korean, all dressed up. I guess he's South Korean, would be my own guess. Um, <laughs> um, like Gucci, Gucci shoes, belt, brand new iPhone, Apple Watch, like all these things. Like you guys, compared to where I was, yeah, it has to have millions of billions of dollars. Hops out there having like this meeting and they were fucking aggressive. <laughs> I could just hear them yelling back and forth the way they're talking. I don't know if it's just the language. 
that sound like you know it's like Russian sounds mean yeah. or German sounds mean. It's the same way. Like yeah. they were talking to each other. I was like, this guy's about to fucking start a mob fight. Uh, but nothing happened. I just drank my coffee and just sat there and I ate some weird ass food. <laughs> that was interesting. But yeah, that's my uh, story. That's good that's story for you. Chat. Chat background. <laughs> Uh, so we know if JD's coming. Yeah, I don't know where he's Because last time he was pretty upset we didn't review the CrossFit Open workout, but yeah. we'll save that. I'm not sure if he's coming. Yeah, if he not. comes on. We're trying to limit that because uh, one of our, uh, I guess, what, what do we call him? Like, I don't even know if he's a viewer. He's not a viewer. He has no idea. He's like a yeah, random. one of our random viewers gave us some feedback that we talked too much <laughs> about CrossFit, even though. Trade down our lives. Our goal moving forward is to, uh, you know, sprinkle it in there. Talk about maybe use the methodology and how we relate it to life. You got fitness questions, health questions. You can come to us. We're not doctors. Okay. Yeah. Don't get upset about that. I know that's a big thing. We have three viewers. I'm not sure how you guys found the link, but you know, kudos to you. Uh, considering we both put it on our Instagram story as the Streamyard link. No oh, crap. We had a huge glitch. What happened? Alonzo, Trill's comments just didn't show up for us. All right, they're all back now. Who's Alonzo? That was the name of the possum. Alonzo. I uh, thought it was Lorenzo. I think she changed it. I wonder what happened. Yeah, maybe we just don't know how to spell Lorenzo. Let's see if anybody clicked the, the link. A bunch of people. No one's clicked. They, no one's jade out. You guys are feedbacks. <laughs> um, so maybe it's a dead link. Did you put the right link? Yeah. That was me. No, you just can't open it in Safari. Uh, stupid. Stupid. Yeah, what do you have to do? You have to have Chrome or DuckDuckGo. That's stupid. Uh, I'll repost. Repost so you guys can watch. Add the story. Um, um, what else happened, dude? What, all right, so today's why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Uh, so today's episode, good little intro. We're chatting about apologies. Um, all the ins and outs about it, when you should apologize, why you should apologize, if it's hard for you to apologize, why it's hard for you to apologize, um, and all the nitty gritties about that, especially with conflict. Is that your stomach or friends? That was something outside. Okay. I'm not sure you want to talk about what happened last night. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have COVID, by the way. Yeah, apparently not. But, okay, so we're talking about apologies. Yeah, so we'll start right out the gate. Yeah. Do you think you're good at apologies? I think I'm good at them, but I think I'm a little bit too... I think I'm weird about them, I guess is the best way to say it. Well, there's two folds, right? There's giving, Matt hates apologies. Yeah, we'll get there, true. There's giving them and receiving them. I'm going to focus just on giving them right now. Do you know when the right time is to apologize? Uh, I feel like apologizing, I need to have like a, uh, I need to know why I'm apologizing. I can't, I don't like just apologizing to apologize, but if there's an argument that's happening and somebody's like clearly emotionally upset about it, I'm not going to just apologize to figure out why they're upset. And it's like, if it's clearly something that I need to apologize for, then I'm okay with it. Then I think there's a difference there too, right? Yeah. Like romantic relationships uh -huh. versus your friends. Like. Where do you feel like you apologize more? Never with my friends. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think it's, I don't think there's actually anything that I ever have to really deeply apologize to my friends about. I don't usually like piss off my friends. Yeah, or like most of the time where we know how to walk the fine line or like, I don't talk to my friends to the extent or every day for it to have to be an apology. Well, why is that? I feel like the only person I ever have to, have to apologize to my friendships to is G. He's always mad at me. <laughs> He's always got something up his butt about me. <laughs> like in a serious manner? Like you think about Yeah, hey, I'm always like, gee, look, I'm sorry I haven't texted you in a while. Like, I'll be better and then I just never get better at it. So like those apologies, are they worth it? What was the last time you apologized? To a person or G? Uh, to a non-romantic relationship conflict. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Gaz, like that's like a half-assed sorry. It was like a joke. It was some more of like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude, for not texting you. Um, Can you think of a time when your friend, your non-relationship, non-romantic relationship had a conflict, I guess is a better question. Mm. Like a serious fight, I'm trying to think. Eric? I can't remember the last time. Yeah, I don't think so. Not that I can remember like a date or a story. 
with Eric, we usually, we usually, I mean, I think you and I, I don't want to speak for you, but we both, like, he likes to argue, so we'll definitely argue, but I don't think anyone is, like, won't talk to each other the next day. Yeah. Or, like, won't say anything until an apology is accepted, because more along the lines, we've all, I think most of that thing, most of the time happens in our friendships, we all just stick with our opinions, right? And He's we'll also just, another one who definitely is not an apologizer. Oh, no. He knows he pisses people off. He's never apologized <laughs> to me in my entire life. I've seen him piss you off, too. Yeah, we just talked about that <laughs> yesterday. Love to get him on here. <laughs> uh, are you okay with apologies, even if you don't agree that you were in the wrong, but understand you upset somebody? I, I think there's a difference there. Yeah. I think that's like a, a pity apology, right? That you're apologizing I mean, to somebody to just potentially make them feel like they've been hurt. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like, if you're going to deeply apologize to somebody because you understand what might have happened or how you might have made them, like, you're basically at that point, you're sympathizing and empathizing with them. Like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry I made you feel this way. Yeah. I think that's acceptable. Um, as long as they also acknowledge, like, hey, I'll, I'll do better to, like, manage your feelings or emotions or whatever. I think the part where what Trill just said there is, like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just empty. Yeah. But I'm sorry you're upset. Yeah. I hate that, actually. That's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I hate when people's apologies are on your behalf. Yeah. Like, hey, Luke, man, I'm sorry that you're a man right now. Like, is that, am I apologizing for Luke or am I apologizing for me? You're apologizing <laughs> for Luke being upset and then kind of trying to just diffuse it because it's like dismissing what's happening. Yeah. Like there could be something terribly going wrong where that person could be really upset and you're just like, exactly. You're just dismissing everything that happened. You're like, Hey, I'm sorry. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't care. Actually, let's let us move on with the day because it's better that way. Yeah. Like that's my wife's favorite apology. She's like, uh, I'm sorry you forgot to feed the dog. It's like, what? <laughs> Is it a serious, like, morning no. tea? What up? It's a tea. It's talking about apologies. Apologies. Right? And, and saying sorry to people. And if it's a real sorry, um, you can, you know, you'll get the drift in a minute. Um, so, yeah, those are different. Yeah. If you're apologizing to somebody, do you, how often does she do that? Like, what's that like? Uh, it's usually in the middle of conflict. Does it cause more conflict? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, We'll be like, so you'll fight yeah, back. Yeah, you'll fight. But again, I'm not. I think I'm really bad at apologies. What does that? Does you being is you being bad at apologies? Does that have a direct correlation to her saying sorry for like, hey, I know we're fighting right now. I'm sorry you forgot to feed the dog, or I'm sorry you didn't yell at Code about the possum. Yeah, that type of stuff. I'm, sure I'm not. I'm just making shit up. That <laughs> beast didn't happen. I'm just making stuff up. What is not true, Trill? <laughs> <laughs> we're just made these situations so but i'm more like you like it's hard for me to come up with a true apology apology you're more of the sorry you're mad type t oh yeah so she's like on the trail side so you would rather just say okay i'm sorry you're sad or mad about this my b um why do you feel like you're bad at apologies? I would agree. That's what we're going to dig into right here. Yeah. Or like, I guess there is, I feel like a better way to word that, like, sorry, you're mad. is sorry. I'm making you mad. I'm not trying to do that. Well, I think like the, the deeper part would be just understanding it more. Yeah. Like, okay. Why are, yeah. Why are you bad at apologies? What makes you, or why do you think you're bad at apologies? One, I don't really give them out. Kind of like you. I don't really give them out much because I feel like they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and B, I don't know. I don't know why. Because it makes you uncomfortable. I just don't, like that's I like, I don't give them out a lot. I just feel like there's got to be a more rooted thing. It's like you don't give them out. The big thing is I don't feel like they do anything. Because they're not, you don't feel they're yeah. genuine. Yeah, would be the only thing. Like, would you not say sorry to somebody because you don't feel it's genuine or you don't feel like you were in the wrong? Those are like the only two thing, pieces that I can feel like work. Yeah. Depends on my relationship with the person. If it's one, I really value, I'll apologize for my part in the miscommunication or whatever on apologies for the other person though no, i agree they are for the i agree with both statements right it depends on the relationship with the person but those are surface level i feel the apology needs to be deeper and it will come off more genuine if you have a better understanding of yourself and them 
it's like the book crucial conversations it's like before it even starts you need to be aware that this is going to be a crucial conversation that somebody's emotions might be all like upset here so it's like we're in the middle of a conversation about you're a vegan and i'm carnivore and we're having a conversation about and i'm like drilling into you about like the slaughtering of animals and you're starting to get upset like i could see your fucking tear coming out of yeah. your eye and i'm unaware and i'm just like oh yeah he's crying let's <laughs> go and just keep digging into you and make you upset yeah. and i have no regard no remorse and i don't give a shit because it's like my opinion i value it and so on i think there's two issues with that situation or scenario i think there's maybe more but the one is like i'm completely unaware that i'm making you upset and i don't give a shit so it makes my my uh my argument more invalid because it's like I'm telling you carnivore is better, and I'm just like thriving off beating you up. I'm bullying you. Yeah, bullying you to the I, would, I wonder though why why you like that right there. Oh shit! This is why Luke never said. Does Adam say sorry to? Wait, why don't I ever say sorry? <laughs> Wait, what don't I say sorry for? Um, but so okay, so there's situation number one, but then scenario number two is like the crucial conversation version where it's like we're having this argument about carnivore and veganism. Just to back up though, like I don't feel like, well, can't never say never, but I feel like it's very rare that like you're just going to go on the aggressive front. Like I must have said something to trigger you to start bashing me. Me. Right? Like you're not going to come up to, and nobody's going to come up to someone to start like full on raging. Yeah, yeah, probably. But with that being said, I, I think there's like the final. I guess it also depends on personalities. We can pull out a handful of people. That I guess I it's like this though, right? Like you come to a point where you're angry and you take the filters off and you know they're off mm-hmm. and you start getting aggressive. Like maybe that's yeah. where, you, where you would need to apologize yeah. from. Like yeah. The throw kill stuff. Yeah. And that's where you become like unaware, right? You just see red and all of a sudden you yeah. just go for it. <laughs> and I feel every single person in this world has that at some point i think yeah. it's just different thresholds yeah. it's like how I'll talk to my boy rick he'll get you there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he'll, he doesn't matter who you are he will get you there he'll yeah. uh he'll figure something out adam does the sorry i ruined your life apology when i get mad so dramatic luke you don't have anything to be sorry for adam just met in general you were very firm with what you said you were feeling no 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 i knew he didn't mean i uh, had anything to be sorry for. I was just curious, like, for an example, what he was we saying. We need to categorize these different types of apologies because Adam's is also another one that uh, I've heard before, too, the sorry I ruined your life, where it's an apology, but it also makes the person giving it also the victim. Yeah. Well, okay. It, when Adam's saying that, is he being uh, serious, though? Yeah. Or is it more of like a trying to lighten the mood type of joke? Because... I feel like that's like a big general piece that happens also. Like people get uncomfortable in those situation and want to try to lighten the mood. So they'll say things like that or like not lighten the mood, but like try to divert the conversation and put it yeah. in a different direction. That's another way to look at it. But I agree with you that we'd have to like get a piece of paper and define it and, um, and like basically put down like, okay, so there's the scale. We'll go one to 10. T says it's because he wants to defend himself. So is that him switching it to make about make it about him then? I mean, not to just seclude Adam. I mean, Trills said similar apologies. I feel uh, like everybody's been there. Yeah, yeah. At some point, I think it's at some point you kind of just make your way around into a different route. I don't know. Yeah, you just shift it to like, I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting apology type. We got to put that in a bucket. The victim apology. Jamie said somebody's on a boat repping pro. <laughs> Get him on here, Jamie. <laughs> um. So it's another kind of apology. There's also just a genuine apology, though, and sometimes I feel like that gets overlooked in the heat of the moment, too. What do you mean? Like when you are actually sorry, but you say it in the heat of, like, there's the timing of the apology that also yeah. comes into play. So it just looks bad. <laughs> it just never, it doesn't matter. I don't know if there's, like, a, I wouldn't even know what to Google, but, like, some sort of category, like you were just saying, like, we have to categorize, like, the different, like, the different coaching styles yeah like different anger or different <laughs> apology styles yeah is there a thing on the internet we got to make one we can draft one up right now do you think we learn apology styles from our parents i think that's a good question t uh your parents apologize huh? yeah they apologize but i think it's different i would say my mom apologizes just like t was explaining adam apologizes um 
So she gives the like the what was me story. Yeah, like that's kind of the victim. Yeah, yeah. No matter what the situation might be, like I'm sorry, and it's more of like. Um... <laughs> Tease that for real. <laughs> Have a good day. Careful with your apologies, you know. Um, kind of going through it, it's like okay. The what was me like those are the type that actually are really hard for me. Is the what was me story. Like, hey, this is really hard for me. Does Vince apologize? He apologizes, but for some reason he gets beat up. So, like, if he apologizes to somebody, a lot of the times it's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I can just keep burying him down to the ground. Like, they just don't believe that it's genuine. Um, Have you, has he ever pulled you aside and was like, hey, I'm sorry, dude? Yeah, but he always says sorry to me in the situations where it's like, I'm not looking for an apology. Yeah. Like, that, that's also. Why are you looking for an apology? You're too pissed off in the moment. You're no, over. it's you more. talk about it anymore. I think I like to be more. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Or you like me. It doesn't do anything. I think it doesn't do anything, or it's like, I don't know if I'm more analytical. Like, I don't think I'm above. Yeah. Like, saying I'm analytical, I'm just saying, like, I need to process it and, like, understand, okay, so and so said this, so did I do something wrong to make this happen? And then also, then I just get really raged. And it's like, I'm just going to keep this to myself. I don't want your fucking apology because, yeah. like, in the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't believe in apologies. I believe in apologies, but also at the same time, it's like, I don't like going to that spot. I don't think, like, when you say that you don't believe in apologies, that means you're never going to get one. I just yeah. feel like that they don't work for you. Yeah, they don't work for me. I'd rather kind of go into a different direction. I think it's hard for me to apologize because I don't like going to that place. So I think if it gets to that place, I think there was a disconnect, like a really hard disconnect. And it was like, what, somewhere across the line, you stopped understanding me and I stopped understanding you. And now, and I let it go far, I think. Like, we'll let it go really, 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 really far. And then all of a sudden it blows up. And once that happens, it's like, <laughs> God, dude. All right, so your mom apologizes or she has the victim apology and your dad does apologize in a good way they both apologize but she'll do the woe is me and he'll do the honestly i think sometimes he does the woe is me yeah. but he does it in a different way like look like he'll all of a sudden just like not feel sorry for him he'll say i'm sorry and then like give you like the story of why i'm yeah. sorry like i'm sorry like it's just so i'm like so i don't know what to do i'm upset i'm stressed all this and it's like i understand and it's more of like you just need to like learn to manage your feelings maybe or like learn, or learn to manage the situation not even your feelings because you are trying to manage your feelings so there's that piece to it as well uh my dad i don't think apologizes he goes with the just ignore the fight ever even happened route so shit maybe that's where i get it from yeah my mom takes a lot to get her to apologize yeah but do you all right so she takes a lot do you think she i i have a thought the people who take a while to apologize typically are the ones that cause the problem. And, and when I say that, it's like they go ahead and create the drama in some sort of way, even if it's not directed to them. Like they'll take drama and they'll run to the big mouths and they'll yeah. tell everybody. And then all they'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, I didn't do it. They are the <laughs> one who spread the rumor. It's like, well, no, you told so-and-so who then told so-and-so who then all of a sudden the whole fucking world knew. And now we're in a problem because that person came to me and said something. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you have to get her cornered, like you're saying. Like, I have to get her cornered, get her caught, call out all her backstories and be like, well, that's not true. And then she'll finally be like, oh, okay, well, that's like her last resort. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Don't hate me. Yeah. But it's like, she likes to be like, do you think apologies need to go that to that extent or to that extreme? Like, hey, I'm really sorry. Don't hate me. It's like, hey, if the relationship is solid yeah. and found, it's like, for me to hate you, you have to go real. Like, I have a couple, I will well, we use the word boxes. We use that for every podcast. It's like, yeah. I have a couple boxes. It's like, don't fuck with my dad. <laughs> right? Do that and I'll cut you. Uh, Has anyone fucked with your dad? Yeah, I guess so. Like, in the past, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, cool. Like, you burn bridges with them. You didn't, like, you don't even have to have beef with me. And I won't say anything to you. It's more just like, hey, I'm not interested. Has any uh, girlfriends fucked with your dad? No. Or exes, I should say. No. Yeah. He's usually well liked. Yeah, and that's the part. Like that's the I think that's another piece. Like how much conflict you actually have, depending on how perceived like well perceived you are from others. Like if you're really like liked by a lot of people and then you have an issue with them, it's really hard for like others to see that like yeah. your opinion matters. It's like, hey, I'm mad at this person. And it's like, okay. I would agree with Trill. I feel like apologies are like a language of their own. She's like the love language. Love the like, like the love language. Yeah. So we'd have to categorize it and understand. 
what that even means though. So me and you are more, I think, the actionable. We don't want a, a verbal apology. We just want someone to just change. You, okay, okay. So we want a fight going on and we want somebody to just be like, hey, we're having this fight. You keep doing this thing. You keep forgetting to lock the door, doors at night. Yeah. And I want you to just lock the fucking doors. Yeah. I don't need an apology. I just want you <laughs> yeah, to do exactly. the fucking thing I'm asking you to do. Yeah. I would agree. That's exactly That's how action. I want which is like what happened all the time in my house back home was like when I was living with them, it was like all these things would happen. It was like, I'm not asking you to do a billion things. I'm not asking you to say, sorry, I don't give a fuck. All I want you to do is fix the issue at hand. And it's not like I'm asking you to be a different person. I'm asking you to like the shit you're doing. You're forgetting a lot of the doors at two in the morning and people can break in. All right, Please so there's an actionable apology. Okay, so we got actionable. Somebody write that down in the chat. <laughs> then I think there is another one where it's like the victim. The uh, well, I just think there's the person that wants you to recognize that you've upset them. Okay, so, so what like, are we, what are we going to define that as? Recognition apology. Okay, the recognition. Okay, so we got Luke, yeah, I'm sorry that I yelled at you about locking the door. And that hurt your feelings. Yeah, I didn't okay. mean it like that. I was just frustrated. Yeah. And then everything gets, in my opinion, those yeah. type of apology styles, that one gets dismissed. Yeah. All right. Or I'm sorry that uh, I called your father a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, please forgive me. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, do you think, though, I, I struggle? We think those are more, less genuine, right? I mean, it's up to the who's coming from. Yeah. Okay. And when it happens. When it happens. Right? Okay. So we got the action battle. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like you, like I would struggle to take it seriously. Yeah. That's also timing is another whole thing. Like, yeah. Well, I'll struggle to take it seriously. I don't think I would take, I, I don't think I would struggle actionable apologies, recognition of apology. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't know if I would struggle to take the apology seriously, unless they just kept saying in the middle of an argument, like, I'm sorry. That's I think like, I'm sorry. a timing thing, yeah. right? Like even Adams, like it'd be weird for someone to say that at the end of an argument, right? Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, I, I, I ruined your life. Like that sounds like something that would come up in the middle of fighting. Okay. You know? Yeah. Do you agree? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like who would say that at the very, like, let's say you fought, went on a walk by yourself, came home and was like, hey man, listen, I'm, I'm sorry I ruined your life. Yeah, but, but is that, that, is that the victim card? Yeah, that's the, the lowest knee yeah. Okay, so that's the victim. I think it's a non-effective apology. Well, I think their their hope with it is that it turns the tables. Yeah. So now it's like the the real issue at hand is now suppressed because now all of a sudden you feel like you, you now you're the issue. Yeah. It's like and now story. they need to come to you and be like, look, I love you. It's not you. It's this, this, and this. And then it's like now all of a sudden you're making them be aware. Yeah. Of like. I'm sorry that I yelled at you and really upset you. It's like locking the door thing. Like, if I was like, Luke, man, like, can't you just lock the door? And you're just like, I'm sorry I made this house so unsafe. Yeah. But some people <laughs> want you to say that. Like, yeah. some people want to so say, I think there's two sides. So there's probably multiple, but I think it's two sides. It's like, the person saying that, hoping. <laughs> Sorry that my co-host is disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, like those, yeah, I mean, we just lost viewers because you're just spit it out. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, <laughs> where were we? Um. So uh, yeah, he's okay. Stay away from him. Um. Got the vid. Matt's dying. Yeah, he doesn't have the vid, dude. And somehow the whole family's sick. And I'm still right alive. Cure. You're sick. Kendall's sick. Drill is sick. No one had COVID. Jamie, if you're available, dude, we can pause right now and talk about 23 points. got somebody on the boat from Pro. <laughs> Who is it? I mean, you're in Tampa. It's valid. It's a matter of time. It could be my manager. Just be careful. Or one of the managers, not my manager. Um, any other apologies you can think of? Yeah, so my, what I was saying is, like, I think there's that apology where they're just trying to flip tables and, like, how yeah. to come back to them. Um, and so I think there's that one, and then I can't even like recall what would the fourth one be. A genuine apology? Yeah, I guess like an actual real apology. Yeah. Like, how would you define that? What would you define that as? That's a good question. I think someone who's definitely empathetic. I guess you could just call it genuine. Yeah, the genuine apology. Yeah, the genuine apology. Like you seriously, like, and I think though, like that goes back down deeper to like mass those hierarchy is like <laughs> yeah. right at the bottom. Like what's his hierarchy look like? It's self-actualization at the top, at the bottom is what? 
unaware, it's like shit. completely like unaware. Water, I think. Yeah, but it's like you're completely unaware of yeah. everything besides like survival. So about, yeah, yeah, like all you know is I need water and I need to eat to survive, and I don't want to die. And then you become like partially aware. I don't know. I have to pull it up. Yeah, uh, we could, but I think that kind of goes hand in hand to all of this. That goes with everything in life. Yeah. Like depending, on, you know, <laughs> I don't think anybody is that I know is a full self actualization. Like that's a fucking high piece to go. Yeah. Like, do you know anybody at that level? No. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I can say me because I don't think I'm anywhere close to there. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think anybody I know is close to that. <clears throat> What's the full definition of self actualization? I'd be interested. We can look it up. Yeah, can you look it up? We don't have a tech guy, so I was hoping that like our tech guy who's now doing wash right now would do it. But love the liver king. Self actualization. The realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentials, especially considered as a die drive or a need percent in everyone. Okay, so pull up Maslow's hierarchy. Right here. Yeah, it's fine. Any of those are all his. Okay. Or Wikipedia. I was just looking for the graph. Oh, you want the picture? Yeah. Oh. Rick would love to argue about this stuff. If Matt Maslow's, where yeah. would you think you'd put himself? Rick thinks he's probably at the top, no, no doubt. Self-actualization, realizing your full potential. I don't think any of us are at that because we all play, all of us play the card of like uh, imposter syndrome. And yeah. I feel like, right, no, but you should not play the imposter syndrome if you're at self or full act self-actualization. At the bottom, the basics, food, water, shelter, survival needs. Yeah, we all got that. Yeah, too. everybody has that that I know. Safety, security, and stability. Relationships. I feel like I dance between esteem and relationships, I guess. Wait, do we know anybody that's at safety still? Yeah, sadly enough. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I won't drop names, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Not just saying Rick, but <laughs> uh, all right. So the basics, bottom, everybody has it. You're born with it. Like that's his point. It's like when you're born, the basics, you understand it. Some actually, no, like right when you're born, yeah, as a baby, you cry when you want fucking food. Yeah. So like you know you need food, water, shelter, maybe not. Dogs know that shit. You're born with shelter. Yeah, say. yeah. You're just born in a puddle. Like, Boy, yeah. Gonna live. Yeah. So like at that point you're not like able to go. So okay, safety, <clears throat> security, and stability that could be twisted in a billion different ways. If you're a kid, so, I could see people in real life struggling like falling down into safety. Yeah, because of financial stability, and that's when people start doing drugs and people yeah. start robbing people because they right you need these things. Like, you know, okay, I'm about to fucking die. Yeah. Like, how am I going to, how do we get safety again? I need money. Yeah. Like, I'm going to rob you because I need money. Give me your fucking money. Yeah. So I think that happens. Half the time they get in trouble, if not more than half the time in today's world. Relationship, sense of belonging and love. So he's stating that everybody wants to feel wanted and loved. Right? Yeah. So everybody wants a relationship. That's why I think people in relationships cheat on people because they don't they're not getting their needs that they feel unsafe yeah so they're like cool i'm gonna go to the next they don't person. feel loved or yeah belong. yeah i'm gonna go to the next person so once you have that then you're at the esteem so do we categorize it this way right the basics all of us everybody i know in this house yeah. basics has everybody in this house has the safety right yeah. everybody in this house is in a relationship in that sense everybody feels like a sense of belonging and love in some sort of way sometimes then you don't I think sometimes I dance between esteem and relationships. Yeah, so that's where I'm going next. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think that's natural. But then esteem would be respect for yourself and others. And I, and I think self actualization, right? We'll talk about that. Realizing your full potential. I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah. Ever. It's like realizing what I can actually do. Jason Ackerman was in my dream last night. Joe, and so was Ricky. <laughs> you were coaching all of us. And you, you I did, was coaching? Yeah, you did such a bad whiteboard. <laughs> but no, like, everything else was better. Just like, no, you, you, all I heard was <laughs> the whole time. Um, okay. So anyway, back to that. Um, so we got the self-actualization, this whole thing, realizing, yeah, 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 yeah all that. Yeah. I would say most of us going back to apologies, if we're going to use this, your apologies are directly correlated to this, I think, yeah. in that sense of like, and again, I think as a human, depending on what might be happening with your own personal emotions, you're going to flirt with different lines. It's like you said, between relationship and esteem. 
and relationship is with your parents, your whatever, like anybody that you feel loved by a significant other, friends, so on. It's almost like if you were self, if you reached the top and you were there, mm-hmm. it's almost like you would never need to apologize, right? Well, it's kind of you wouldn't know how you're affecting people. Correct. Before it even yeah. Got to that point, if you right? got, I think the way it works is like if you get to full self actualization, you don't go back down. Yeah. To the extreme of like if you're at esteem and relationships, it's like the basically the, the continuum. You can go from relationships all of a sudden you can feel insecure in a relationship because other things might be happening and then all of a sudden now you're in the safety region and you're like well i need to fucking survive so now i'm gonna cause this fight to happen so it's like i don't feel safe anymore in this relationship and it might just be you're just going nuts or like you just have an insecurity or something's not being met so all of a sudden you're gonna fight yeah and now you're like okay i feel safe again boom i bounce back up okay well i fought you i fought with you who you're a self-actualized person you are very aware of everything so all of a sudden you're like this guy's fucking nuts (laughs) but okay i need to help them feel better about themselves I don't think I've ever been, I'm not a self-actualization at all, but I feel like most of the time I can flirt with relationship and esteem. I don't I think, think I struggle with esteem the most probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right. If we're going to define esteem, how would we define that of like confidence? Yeah. I don't think you'd have imposter syndrome with esteem, right? Yeah. I yeah, agree. Be confident. Do you feel you have imposter syndrome with anything? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we could pick it out with a million different things. Though. Yeah. Being a business owner. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like <clears> I have it some days at work. Or not some days at work. I have it all the time. Um, but like even with like with like the car, it's like I feel like getting into it. I'm like, oh, they're just gonna judge the shit out of me. It's like I don't fucking care. Yeah. Um, with a billion different things, with all of it, or I, I just don't know. But I feel like I flirt with that line, yellow yeah. and blue. Anybody out there that has? met their full potential I'd love to talk yeah about we'd love to debate it <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even i wouldn't want to debate it i'd be interested to hear what they have to say yeah or curious um but aside from that i think you could tie those pieces of apologies back to how you are on maslow's hierarchy right and i think again that's what you could do with everything though if you are in maslow's hierarchy and you're doing really good with that a billion different things could happen, yeah. right? If you are on Maslow's hierarchy and your apologies are going to be directly correlated to that. If you're in self-actualization, your apologies are probably going to be very like thought out. Yeah. You're going to understand their feelings and their emotions and your own feelings and emotions. And you're going to be able to control yours and talk to them about it yeah. and so on. And then esteem is like, okay, different type of argument there, right? Esteem is confident. So if you're really confident in it, you're going to be like, I'm sorry because of X, Y, and Z, and I know this happened, and yeah. maybe, so maybe at that point you're the recognition one. I think if you're in esteem, you're going to be struggling with feeling attacked. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe I did something wrong. Yeah. Well, I feel like I, I, if you're going to look at esteem that way, I think if you're at the higher end of esteem, you have high confidence. Like if, you, if you're past it, like if you're dropping up, back down. you've got esteem conquered. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So we're looking at it like you're in the esteem, you're working on getting out of that. Okay. So you kind of flirt back and forth. You're just floating all day. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like if you're struggling with esteem or imposter syndrome, like, yeah. Like if your work was like, Luke, why'd you do that? You freak out. Yeah. Rather than being, you're right. Let me try to figure out how this happened. Yeah. And then, okay, here's what happened. And I think that's also just that comes from other issues too. It's like, okay, if somebody, if a leader came to me and was like, why the fuck did you do that? Exactly those words. I'd be like, oh my God, they're right. You got me to get fired. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden your esteem's altered. But if a good leader comes to you and like, hey, you did this wrong, but we got, we're going to figure it out. Like, yeah. hey, I want you to go back and figure out what might have happened. Look at these couple things. I'm going to figure out how we're going to go ahead and solve this problem. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Because it's like shit happens in your job. Yeah. Like, imagine if you're a, a, a nurse, right? And you give somebody the wrong medicine. You go, the fuck? Yeah. And they came to you and they were like, you knew you weren't supposed to do that. Why the fuck did you do that? That's yeah. your leader. It's rather than like the leader being like, holy shit. Okay. Like, yeah, a lot could, a lot bad could happen. Yes. A lot could happen. That's bad here. Like they could die. You can get in trouble. You can get written up. But in your defense, X, Y, and Z happened. Like, I'm going to help you. Like, we're good. Like, let's figure this out. You run through. I want you to write out every step of what might have happened while we're through your head. Okay, so that's going to just build your argument or your case. Yeah. And I think that's the difference where a leader can also help destroy your self-esteem. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah. We're going to talk about leadership next week. All right, fucking jot it down, dude. I'm also, like, really pissed off with StreamYard right now. Why? Just I just think that's so stupid that yeah. we need 
But how does Vince do it? Did you make him install DuckDuckGo? No. That's what I'm saying. It works. I think Instagram doesn't work. Or that link is broken on Discord. That's bullshit. Or no, like what's it say when you press click? Like if I go to, like you posted it, right? Yeah. Story. Click this. StreamYards. Entering the studio. Follow these steps. Copy link. Open Safari and paste it into your address. It's all how. But like nobody's gonna do that. Yeah, it's for steps. Yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah. There's no direct way to do it. So we need to figure out another loophole. Yeah. To just bait, click, click, bait you <laughs> Um. But yeah, I think apologies. A little bit deeper. A lot to it. We're just surface level there. We can dig into that another day. Yeah. We do an open forum. I'd love to get multiple people on here, and we'll do like popcorn. Popcorn. Just don't forget, uh, subscribe, like, yeah. and also if you want to be part of the Novo podcast, send us a DM. We'd love yeah. to uh, interview you. Yeah, and have you on. Let's close. Cool. we got 10 more minutes left. Let's close it out. 23.3, we'll have to do it out, Jamie. Yeah. Cool. Get your yeah. thoughts on it. We'll keep it a little bit CrossFit since that's our origin story. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Interesting. It's hard. Hard in the sense of like it really just like snatches 90% of people. I know we're afraid of them. Yeah. Would you say you're confident in snatching? No, but I do love that movement. You love it, but are you confident? Like when we saw that workout, everybody was like, fuck. Everybody had a different thought. It was like, I'm fucked at 185. I'm fucked at 135. I'm fucked at 95. Kind of depends. Yeah. Workout was interesting. That was like the conversation you had to keep having as a coach. Yeah. I felt like it was like, hey, you're not supposed to finish this workout. It's basically like defining where your deficiency is because it's a super powerful movement. Because I think I heard from a million people like, not to him, but like, Oh, scale's way too hard. Like I want to do my own thing. And I was like, no, it's supposed to be hard. Like, yeah, yeah if you don't get through the second set of snatches, that's the whole point. Yeah. And then it's like, I hate uphill. Like at my fitness level, that's my huge deficiency. Yeah. Is like 135, I should be able to rock through. Yeah. Like if this was cleaner jerks, that'd be fine. Obviously, there's some like limitations with my injuries, but it's still deficiency. It's like, hey, this is where your fitness fucking lacks. Yeah. Anything overhead, I'm screwed. Even if I made it to the handstand push-ups, I can't do one. Yeah. Um, strict. So that's my deficiency. I can blame it on the programming all I want. I read somewhere or something. Is it clean high? Clean and jerk. Just clean. Yeah. It's high, right? Yeah, I could clean like reps. Yeah. No, like, just the heaviest. Clean. Yeah, two thirty. Yeah. One rep max clean, like squat clean. Yeah. Yeah. Two forty. Two forty-five. Yeah, I figured yours would be high. But the because the snatch makes sense, it's not high because of the shoulder. Yeah. Like you're just yeah. Itching. But like so I read this thing where it was like you can blame yourself, can blame Boz for the open and just call it a shit workout, or you can blame your coaches or your programming. And when he was saying blame the programming, he was defining differently. Like there is a deficiency somewhere in your fitness because they avoid it. So it's like we'll use Comtrain for the example. Imagine if this was sumo delta type. Yeah. Like there'd be a potential that everybody would be fine, but also you don't do them. You need to practice that movement to do them. Yeah. You can't just be like, we're doing power cleans. It's the same movement. It's like, no, it's fucking not. It's a whole different movement. Your elbows are going fucking high and outside. Yeah. You're not dropping and jumping under it. It's super different. So it's like you can blame the programming in that sense because there is a literal deficiency in the programming. There is a hole in the programming. And I, how do you find that with like the open? Because like, you know how the open's more, well, except for this open, but the past three years, has been very CrossFit Classic, CrossFit Classic, CrossFit Classic. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, it was like CrossFit Classic, CrossFit Classic, pure strength, yeah. CrossFit Classic. Yeah. Um, like, where do you find the deficiencies? Well, like, it's harder. Like, I think if you... For me, it was real easy, right? My thruster, I got 11,000. The rest, I was averaging like five, 7,000 mm -hmm. in the world. So it's like, well, clearly I have a strength problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it just highlights your deficiencies. But like... Even that last workout compared to everybody else, you didn't do a great job. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one obviously is a technique thing. Yeah. You could see it in the snatch, right? Yeah. Like if you can't do the 185 snatch, you're clearly got efficiency. And strength, yeah, or technique. Technique is right. Yeah. But my my general overall like thought, just really briefly, is your deficiencies are highlighted because we're like for yourself, that first wad, 23.1, how where do you think you were deficient? Like what part of it? Or it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. Like speed wise, if I I just need to get faster. Yeah. So like I I don't think overall compared to I got six muscle ups. Yeah. It could be two things. You like just get better at gymnastics, fix your shoulder, or go faster everywhere else. 
Right. But do you think that the programming, like you're not getting the gymnastics in? No, I think the programming is fine for that workout. For that workout. Yeah, for that workout. In two, I don't, I can't recall, I can't count more than one hand how many muscle times we've done. Yeah. But I'm also a believer of like to do pull ups. Yeah. And you don't need to practice muscle ups. Like if you know how to do them and the technique and the mechanics are good, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But take that away. If we're not practicing, speed underneath the bar like my for me shoulders like i don't think we also have to snatch that much i think it's really beneficial i think it's really good but i don't think we should be practicing anything above 70 percent in most workouts for a snatch like yeah. the, like I, mean, I think they should be programmed a lot but yeah but i don't think i don't agree or yeah i agree with you that they should be lightweight more reps yeah and i think the squat versions of both the clean and the snatch program yeah uh, just going back to like birdie, like my eyes are so open to the fact now it's so, it's almost kind of sad that like besides a handful of people in our gym, like whose squat version is better than their power. Like we're all, everybody's so dependent, so comfortable with the, yeah. and I think that's like you said, it's like, we're not doing enough lightweight in workout. Well, I think that's a greater, uh, a greater need for understanding them too. It's like, yeah. The Olympic lifts are not meant to build strength. Like you should not be doing, in my opinion, like, right. We're not Olympic lifters. You don't need to be doing clean pulls yeah. or shrugs. It's like, all, yeah, it's that's all accessory work. It's all technique. I mean, if you want to get out of all those people that can't do those lifts, half of them can't even do it. Yeah. Like they can't even like figure out how to catch low. Yeah. Or like the mechanics of a high pull. Yeah. But I really believe you need to go ahead, dive in and you need to, if you're going to get better at your Olympic lifts, which was what this open was about, yeah. it's like you need to do brute strength. <coughs> a push jerk is not an Olympic. It's an Olympic lift. It is about speed. If you want to get stronger, do a strict press or a push press. Yeah. If you want to get a better clean, practice your front squat and be explosive coming out of the bottom. Because yeah. like at that point, and then do your deadlift, build strength in your deadlift, front squat, back squat, and whatever else is in those compound movements in your open sports will be better in my opinion. Yeah. So efficiency lying in cap, we don't do those. Yeah. We don't do workouts that are, we do heavy days, but it's not like, I don't think it's good. I think when you say that, when was the last time we did a push jerk? A while. Yeah. Cap is interesting. Yeah. Because like they do this like weird thing. I don't know if it's intentional. Like we don't have enough insight into it, which I wish they gave you. But it's like, you'll see a month where it's like, oh, we did push jerk like three mm -hmm. times this month. And then you won't see them again. I mean, I just think there's, they, I think sometimes it happens. These programs try to get too fancy. Yeah. Like the workout that I programmed yesterday, not super complex, but effective and efficient and people liked it. Yeah. Like, right. When I asked people like, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. Why? Because it was fucking simple and it was three movements. It wasn't like you were burning yourself. And then there's workouts that I programmed that were fucking shit because it was like, that was way too hard. Like the 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of wall balls and like running that sucked. It was hard. It's doable, but it does. That's one of those ones that would get boring. Yeah. Um, or like the snatch bike one that we just did. People liked it. Yeah. Whereas like some of these other ones that we've done, like the last time I can remember in cap and then we're going to close it out before we'll get your thoughts, but was the heavy front squat. So it was three fifteen deadlifts, 15 reps, where there was the box step overs, yeah, yeah. then the deadlifts, then fucking 205 front squat and then muscle ups. And it was like, that was the last time I can remember a workout program <laughs> yeah. with heavy front squats, heavy deadlifts and muscle ups. Yeah. And that was months ago. Yeah. And it was like, that was not even enough volume to get like the stimulus in my opinion for like, for the amount of times we do it and don't do it. Yeah. So it was like to have that adaptation actually a little layer over doesn't exist yeah. in my eyes. What did you think of this though? 23.3. Like for being for a test, it was good. Yeah, I guess it's a good way to word it. Because I was gonna say, like, would you program this in class? I feel like no. If I were to program it in class, it would look different. It would be you'd have to change it lighter weight, and yeah. I would program it to look like at the six minute mark, that's your score. You add weight, and we go three minutes at this new round. Yeah. Or I would program this like every four minutes you complete a round, yeah. and every four minutes something's changing. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be worth it because it's like. Or like the grand scheme, this test was a total of 10 wall walks, 100 double unders. Uh, but yeah, for the people that couldn't push up to the third round of weight, even if they sprinted, I don't think it was like a sprint that would feel like for him. No. Like, you know, 
Yeah, like I mean, I pushed hard and I was fine on the wall walks every time. Yeah, it was not fatigue anywhere yeah. for me. For me, it was like I just physically don't feel comfortable catching this bar overhead. Yeah, and for me on the hands and pushing was physically couldn't get any more yeah. reps. I was just doing twos. Yeah, it was funny because I thought to myself like, man, I didn't even really need to sprint that, or I could sprint faster on the first part because I can just breathe. But would it do anything? Yeah, <laughs> would it do anything? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, not. No, all that would happen is just build lack of gas. On Monday, I'm just going to literally try singles. Yeah, that's what Push up, come out, jump yeah, up. Rather than burn those. Yeah, like burn them out, yeah. But I don't, I don't know if I'll get it done because it's just, I don't have the strict strength to do it. I think deficiency is in that we can layer this conversation into leadership next week. We're going to get all the leaders we know on this. I'm going to get some pro board. Yeah, leader association board. <laughs> Yeah, and we're just going to interview leaders and like different leadership tactics and styles. We're going to they will feed March for leadership. Yeah, and we'll just interview leaders and whatever. If you define yourself as a leader, like I'm, I want to talk to you. I think everybody is a leader, in my opinion. It just depends on what. Like if you coach a class, you're a leader. You are leading a group of people. You might not define yourself as the head leader, but at that said moment, there is a group of people really like involved in that. But that's, you know, it's just a little sneak peek. She'll clip that, post that on the Instagram. <laughs> All right, we're going to go hike uh, Punchbowl Falls, waterfalls. It rained again here in California last Rain night. last night. That's yeah, crazy. All right, GG's people. Peace.